Welcome to Future of School, the podcast, where we amplify all the key stakeholder voices in education. Students, teachers, parents, policy influencers, entrepreneurs, and more. And engage in meaningful discussions about what it means to create an education system in which all students can reach their unbounded potential. You'll hear diverse perspectives discussing the power and promise of technology, true successes in personalized learning, and what it means to prepare the qualified workforce of tomorrow. Enjoy today's episode. Well, Melissa, it's so great to meet you. Uh, my name is Jamar Lee, as I've already shared. I am a junior at Morningside College in Sioux City, Iowa, majoring in business administration and social uh, public policy and social entrepreneurship with a minor in sociology and pre-legal studies. Um, and aside from that, I am also a fellow with Education Reimagined, um, a, a national nonprofit uh, working to advance our uh, philosophy of a learner-centered education. So I'm really excited to hear your insights on um, your educational journey and uh, your teacher being a teacher, your experience being a teacher, sorry. Um, so go ahead and I wanna hear about you. Oh, you're amazing. Wow, that's such a great, great uh, resume there. Um, well, my name is Melissa Dobbs and I'm the founder of Metropolitan School of the Arts which was founded in 2001 as an after-school extracurricular performing arts program. And over the course of 20 years, evolved from a for-profit after-school program into a nonprofit, full-time academic and arts conservatory. So we're really, really excited to share some more information about that with you. Yeah, I'm excited to hear. So yeah. I think I want to start off with asking, what made you decide to pursue a career in education? Well, I actually, it kind of fell in my lap. <laughs> I pursued a career in the performing arts. And after 12 years of running an after-school performing arts school, I started to recognize the burnout rate of young people, where they were training in the performing arts after school from between three to four hours during the weekday and then five or six or seven hours on Saturdays and Sundays. So for an average of 20 to 25 hours a week after school. And then they were going to school during the day and coming back and there, there was this cycle of burnout. So it was actually an observation I had. I was watching children suffer. I was watching children not be able to reach their fullest potential as artists or as academics or as citizens because they were so tired. So my daughter was actually headed into ninth grade at a private boarding school close to Washington, DC. And it was the year that changed the lives of so many. We pulled together a focus group of like-minded parents and we, we looked at each other and said, I think we have to make a change because our children are suffering. And so we started as a school of 12, 12 students, um, 12 families who were very committed to changing the educational process for their children. And um, from that point launched into a, a wonderful new kind of school. Thank you for sharing that. I think one thing that really resonated with me was a cycle of burnout. Yeah. Uh, and that I had experienced for a short time uh, before transitioning to Iowa Big, um, and again, a learner-centered environment uh, that was focused on the holistic learner as myself um, and many others. And so I have a question that's related to that. And what message do you have um, or do you want to share with kids who don't feel like their school or any school is designed for their needs? Well, I believe that most schools are not child-centered, not student-centered. So we need to start to teach practices of mindfulness, uh, 
that students could potentially supplement their day with um, different practices that help them re-regulate their nervous system. And that's where it all actually comes down to. So I would suggest that students start to research practices like breathing and meditation and being mindful and learning how to reprogram their brains to deregulate their nervous system so that when they're going into stressful environments, they can manage a little bit better and not get burnt out. Thank you for sharing that. And I think uh, on the lines of that, um, I think one thing that kind of is pointing to my experience as well is I had to learn how to relearn almost yeah. um, a learner-centered environment, especially with the autonomy and agency being on myself uh, rather than a teacher holding a leash, so say, or you know, spitting out information for me to regurgitate it. So similar experience, and that really, I really think that sticks out to myself. And so, do you have a couple of particular memories of students who really found success uh, when presented with new learning options? I do. I want to go back one step because I thought of something that might be really, really interesting. The other component, just, just quickly going back, the other easy, easy way to support yourself going into an environment that's not totally serving you is to reframe an experience in joy. So, for example, if you're going to school and you hate it, find something you love about going to school. Wear a really cool outfit or bring a really great cup to school that you love or find a journal that you like you love the color of the journal and start to find little tiny pieces of joy even if it's just very small and those little pieces of joy will start to help you retrain your brain so that's it um, and in terms of answering your question about student successes once we've had um, this environment sure I had a student who came to our school in uh, ninth grade failing public education and um, came to our school and had a really difficult time transitioning into a more student-centered autonomous environment, which our school is very student-centered and it also puts a lot of the onus on the student and responsibility. Um, it took him about a year to calibrate. And once he did, he soared. And this student went off to uh, Carnegie Mellon University in their drama department and it's a very very uh prestigious and difficult school to get into and the feedback we got from carnegie mellon was um his self motivation his ability to do dance music and theater his maturity in his work and he also his senior year worked together with a group of five or six other students at our school of whom went to juilliard University of Michigan uh, Pace to develop um, a student theater company that produced performances that were such high quality. They sold out and they generated a lot of money for them their senior year. So it works and they are so amazing and they're fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I think based off um, the success of those students, and if any students were to listen to this, it is, what is one big idea you want to share with um, any learners uh, that may listen to this podcast? It's not the school, it's the student. That's, that's really the truth. No matter what school you're in, you can reframe yourself in your own mind to walk into a school or an educational environment and make it what you want it to be. Now, as adults become more awakened and more aware, we're going to develop better school models to support children. 
But I think, but I think it is um, intrinsic to every person to go into a situation and to make the best out of it. Um, the, other, the other thing I would like to leave is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And that's a mantra I tell all of my students every single day. And the last thing is just, just be the change. You know, wake up every day and be the change that you wish to see, like, you know, like the Gandhi saying. It's really important. Oh, thank you, Melissa. And before we wrap up, are there any last thoughts you'd like to share in regard to students and or educators and families? I believe there is a critical link to learning and the performing arts. I believe that performing arts are a key insight to the way we think and the way our brains operate. And I think without having that as a critical part of education, we're not allowing humanity to reach their highest potential. So that's a big takeaway. I think performing arts need to be as important as math and English and science and, and uh, history in a core curriculum. Good words of wisdom. Well, Melissa, this was a great interview and conversation. I thank you for your time and insights that I believe will be very valuable um, to many. So thank you. You're welcome. Nice speaking to you. Of course. Nice meeting you. Nice to meet you. Thank you for listening to Future of School, the podcast. To learn more about Future of School, including our student scholarship program, innovative educator prize, and other efforts to highlight and accelerate purposeful innovation in schools, visit our website, futureof.school, follow us on Twitter at futureof underscore school, or connect with us on Facebook or LinkedIn.